Hey guys, welcome back. I am so excited because I got this burst of energy that I'm actually pretty excited to spend this Friday with, um, Rebecca Reynolds, but we're not here just to give you an energy boost. Um, I'm, Rebecca is in a mastermind that I'm a part of, and I got the pleasure of spending time with her in a hotel room. Guys, get your head out of the gutter. But this girl really caught my attention immediately because she through we were just talking about TikTok and then she's just you know casually drops into a conversation that she this year in the last six months has taken her TikTok account from 200 followers to over 160,000 and after going through you know how she did that and stuff like that it it, it was it's been amazing to see the work that she's now been able to do with some e-commerce brands personalities etc like that on TikTok and just in the video marketing space so today is not a conversation about hotel rooms today is a conversation about how brands specifically you can incorporate video marketing into your ecosystem because the reality is come 2023 if you are not using video in your advertising through influencers through UGC content through TikTok Instagram etc you are going to be left behind so Rebecca and I today are going to be talking about how to actually transition into turning your brand into a video content machine um, so if you are an existing seven, eight figure brand that feels a little behind or out of your element in how to actually build a content team in house or how to best create a face of your brand, we're talking about all that today. This is the Launch and Scale podcast, the home of some of the best e-commerce advice on the internet today. Whether you're launching your first product or scaling your existing storefront, we include conversations from industry experts, best practices, and practical tips to help you run a profitable e-commerce brand online today. I'm your host, Kirsten, and my mission is to create 100 seven-figure brands by 2027. If you're going to be one of them, be sure to subscribe and not miss another episode. By the way, for more resources and information on how to work with us, go to launchandscale.co. Remember, that's .co, not .com. Apart from that, let's get into the episode. Rebecca, I am really, really excited to have a recorded conversation with you on this topic because I know you are an absolute master at getting brands results and really educating them on what really goes into video marketing. So, um, welcome. I am so freaking pumped to be here when you told me that you were like, hey, I, you know, I want to do a collab with you. I really want to do like a podcast interview. I was like, no freaking way. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, so I would love to, so I've, you know, I've given a little bit of context for what you do, but I would love it if we could, before we get into um, the brass tacks, if you can just take us back into how you even, why you even started pursuing TikTok, where, how, where your experience started, I guess, getting online in the first place. Yeah. So I have experience. So I have about seven years of experience working in e-commerce and marketing. And I started, uh, it's fantastic because it's given me the best background for doing what I'm doing now, because I understand marketing from the small business standpoint. I understand marketing from the growth and the, um, we talked about it this last week at the mastermind, that pit of despair, oh, the big yeah. scary stuff that happens when you're running like a small business, but small businesses can be up to $15 million a year in sales. And like all those jumps that come when you hit like 2 million, 5 million, 10 million, and trying to build 
your audience and your services off of what worked for a small business as you grow into a larger brand is really freaking hard. And because I started in it with a small amount. So when I started at the company I was at, I started in shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at the time it wasn't my family's business. Um, now I am married into that family. I actually married into the business and the family. Yeah. Um, and when we started there, there were six in, or eight employees, including myself. Yeah. When I left there this year, there were 60 employees mm-hmm. and I just got to watch them go from really small to really big. And 99% of those sales came from social media. Like it was, it was a Facebook like takeover. They knew how to use social and they used video yeah. early. Like they jumped on the video train. As soon as you could start doing Facebook lives, they were cranking them out like crazy. Yeah. And, um, they really leaned into like the brand personalities and they just did a fantastic job of that. And when I decided to step down, I was the acting marketing director of that company. When I stepped down, I stepped down because I wanted to move more into like, I had moved into a lot of admin Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to focus and hone my skills in strategy, content strategy, video creation strategy. And that was when I started working on TikTok. Um, I started posting on TikTok. I had that account since 2020 and I, you know, post a couple goofy videos on there and end of last year, I was like, you know what? I'll just start posting on here. And it was fun. I was like, man, like I can like create all these funny videos and I can make fun of stuff. And I just like really enjoyed the creative aspect of it. Well, I started seeing, um, about February of this year was when I quit at my full-time job and I was like, you know what? I'm going to double down on TikTok. It's a new social media platform. I know video content creation. I'm going to see what I can do here. Mm-hmm. And I started cranking out content like 10 videos a day for a full month straight in that month, one video took off and then another video took off mm-hmm. and they weren't new one. Like one new one started a domino effect for the rest of them. Right. Um, but people think that like, Oh, I'll post a video and go viral. And then like nothing. And then they get discouraged and they stop. Um, yeah. But I don't think people realize if you start posting and you keep posting, you then have a huge content library for people to view when something does take off, Yeah, which is significantly more important than going viral on your first video. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause then there's yeah. nothing, no way to really get, you know, ride that wave, so to speak, you go viral in your first video. And then what if you don't have your e-commerce store set up at that point? What if you don't have your profile optimized? What if that was just a fluke and you don't have even data to figure out what isn't working versus what is working? Exactly. Well, and then if you're a creator account, um, which a lot of brands that I work with chose to be creator accounts, um, you don't even have enough followers to have a link in your bio. So they come to your page. You have no way to collect any information. Um, so the worst thing that could happen is your first video goes out, go viral. Yeah. Like, cause it's like, Oh, we lost all that momentum. That was super cool. <laughs> um, yeah. But so I started dump, like really dumping content onto TikTok, and in doing so, like I tell people all the time, your brand can either suck fast yeah. at content creation or it can suck slow at content creation better to suck fast and learn fast and in a month like have cranked out all this content and now you know what works what doesn't work what your brand voice is like it, it's practice it, um but really i started is. posting one video took off i started getting the slew of people and that one video took me from 200 followers 
to 50,000 followers. And then other videos took off. Those got me to 75,000 followers, to 100,000 followers, to 118,000 followers. Yeah. And then I was stuck at 118 for another two months. And so I did the same thing. I was like, you know what? We're going to sprint. I start cranking out content again. And then I had two or three videos take off and those, so all it takes is one good video, Yeah. but it has to be backed by a plethora of content that is your brand and your voice behind it. Yeah. And say people underestimate the amount of time and effort it takes. And I can even feel it because ever since, um, you walked me through what you did, you're like, there's no secret formula. Yes. It's about the hooks, but I, and you were telling me you literally did like 10 videos for a month straight. That is 300 videos in a month for one to take off the first time. And you're doing yeah. that when you have like 200, 300 followers. And I can already feel it because I'm in the middle of my version of that where I, I posted like nine yesterday and I'm on day 10 of the sprint. And it's like when you've only gained 20 followers and you've posted 45 videos in a week, you're like, man, this is not working. But yeah. Yeah, you're like, this sucks. have to trust the process. <laughs> so I'm curious, and I, I cannot wait for my thing to go viral, but you know the very first video of yours that went viral? Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Like, were you like, were you surprised it was that video? Or were you like, yes. did you have a feeling about that video? Like, no, I, matter of fact, I almost deleted it. Oh I almost gosh. didn't post that video. So yeah. if you look at my content, like it is funny content, but it's, it's like, it's funny because you look at my page and I know who my audience is, but I use it as a huge net to gain clients. Um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of a two way street because it's not my brand is my business. It's I am my brand. I also own a business and I use that to like feed people in there. Yeah. And we have several accounts we started working with. I started talking to you. Yeah. Um, like what I'm doing, what I did for myself is working for them. Like it's so exciting to see that it, within three months. Um, but the video I posted that took off and like changed everything for that page was, I thought it was stupid and it is stupid, but it was funny, stupid. Yeah. And I almost deleted it. I recorded it. I did all the editing and I was like, this is so dumb. Like nobody's going to think this is funny. No one's going to like this. And I was like, you know what? Like you said you were going to get out videos, post it. Yeah. And What's within, exactly. Yeah. So literally like it took off about 24 hours. It took about 24 hours for me to see it. Yeah. And then I start getting inundated with comments, with follows. Like I grew, I'll have to send you the screenshots. Like literally I grew like 7,000 followers in the course of like 45 minutes. Like it was insane. Um, so and they had all these other videos to go watch. So they went to my page, followed me, and then they started watching all my other stuff which sent those videos through this cascade effect, right? Yes. And so for about a month, I got to ride the wave of that one video yeah. pushing everyone towards my other stuff. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. Cause it was literally a video I was going to delete. I was like, this is dumb. This is stupid. That's no one cares so about this. And actually everybody did. <laughs> every there've been at least seven times where the video, like when I'm posting a segment of videos, and it's always uh -huh. the one that I think is the worst of the day that just going to tank and it like ends up beating all the others. Yep. So yep. You, you know what I've learned about that? I've learned that we are generally wrong with what we think is going to work and we just have to test and let the world tell us. Of course, you need to follow a framework. You can't just post random comment uh, content. There has to be right. a very specific script and intention behind 
the content you're putting out there. But if you follow the framework, um, you just have to, you know, carpet bomb and see what happens. <laughs> right. With well, that. and so here's, here's the deal. Here's where I feel like a lot of brands get it wrong. They focus so much on fitting the box and following the rules and creating beautiful, perfect content yeah. that it is sterile. Like there's no personality. Exactly. Um, I, I had, I, one of my most recent clients, they started pumping out content and I mean, I, I had pretty hefty goals for them mm -hmm. and they push it out and I'm like, dude, like I can't tell there's no personality here. You look like a robot talking yeah. to me. And he was like, well, I edited it like three or four times and I re-recorded it. I was like, I bet your first take was the best take. Um, cause now it sounds scripted. And so a lot of brands, what they do is they focus so much on, and I, I saw this at the e-commerce brand I was at, we were yeah. so focused on being perfect. The videos that usually took off were the ones that were accidental. Like we posted, I remember posting one video for this brand Yeah. and it was one we had re-edited. We had reshot it because there was wind in the background. Like yeah. it was distracting Yeah. and accidentally that video got posted. That video got triple the engagement of everything else on that page that day. Yeah. People were like, Oh, I love that piece. I love that piece. Where do I shop that? Where that, where do I buy that? And it's because like social media is social. It is dependent on being authentic mm -hmm. and real. And I don't know, it just kind of blows my mind because people are like, Oh, that's like halfway done or it's done. Like they, they think it's bad, poorly done. And really yeah. it's like, no, it's like raw and real and authentic and people like that. Yeah. There's one TikTok. I don't know if I posted it, but it was, uh, the audio was, you know, I was on Facebook and like you have friends, but they're all fake. And then there's Instagram where everyone's picture perfect. And then I yep. TikTok <laughs> and everyone is a train wreck. I've found my people. Yes. And so being overproduced generally means sterile, no personality. So I think this is a really good way to um, transition into kind of best practices for brands and what are some mistakes yeah. that they're making. Um, yeah. So brand personality in summary, why is it like the most important thing to start with um, on video? I think it's because people are really sick and tired of just being sold to all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, that's one of the biggest things you see against Instagram right now is the things on there that used to work. It used to be, it had to be picture perfect. It mm -hmm. had to be like people be editing their bodies and making it models. And like, if that's your brand, if your brand is kind of that picturesque, like beautiful model, you need to insert personality so that she doesn't seem unachievable. Like right. she needs to be relatable. She needs yeah. to be. Um, and I used to hear this all the time uh, with brands I've worked with before of like, they need to be perfect. They need to be the person people want to be. And that's true, but it can't just be on the outside. Like they need yeah. to have a personality. And so I think one of the biggest mistakes brands make is they spend, I mean, tons and tons of time and energy and money and creating content that they think is pretty. Yeah. But carries no weight to it. Um, so how about this? There's a brand that we were just working behind the scenes with where it, it's a beautiful, sophisticated clothing brand. 
And okay. the first take when looking at their page was it's overproduced. It looks beautiful, but there's no personality to it. So how right. would a, let's use kind of them as an example. Like how would okay. that brand that their whole thing is high end fifth Avenue sophisticated, how would they right. give a personality to their brand in the content? Right. So literally I, I know what brand you're talking about. So like yeah. I would give one, we want to find people who can speak well on camera. And when I see that brand, um, it is beautiful. It looks like something out of a Vogue magazine. It yes. really does. They did a phenomenal job with that. Yeah. But we want to create someone that people can relate to. So the person I see and envision for being that brand's like spokesperson is this very much like Hampton style, sophisticated like person. So she's, okay. um, she is used to the finer things in life. She enjoys uh, simple luxuries, okay. but she's not stuck up. She is humble, but sophisticated. She's classy. Like, you know, those old time, like fifties and sixties movies, um, like the, the glamor stars where they were just, you know, they yeah. embodied sophistication. Sipping their so, Perrier water on the beach or on the yacht and whatever. Yes. Yeah. And there's two ways we could go with it. And it would just depend on what the brand decides. So we can go with classy, sophisticated with these like silly undertones where maybe, um, she makes fun of some of the things that are like the high end class a, you know, kind of break down some of those social barriers. Yep. Another way we could go about it is she is sophisticated and her goal is that sophistication and beauty are an inward decision yep. so like uh we could have her address things like um if people don't understand you and they don't get it then they don't get it you, you know what I mean like oh and almost attitude. she encourages women to take the high road she encourages okay. women to enjoy the things they want to enjoy and take life by the horns and so there's a couple like you get what I'm saying like we're building this personality gotcha. and she is the voice for this brand. Um, so instead of a video shoot at the beach where models are just in bikinis with hats and whatever, not talking, we script a few videos around the, the punchy lifestyle rebel sophistication, whatever that looks like, and actually put um, words behind that. Yes. And it could almost, it could almost be, like I said, there's a lot of ways you could do it, totally. but we could make her sassy. And so it could be a video of her on the beach yeah. and it could say, you know, people say, I just married, married a rich man to get here. <sighs> and you, yeah. there's a couple tongue in cheek <laughs> things you could do. So you could say, people will say, I married a rich man to get here. And you could have her turn around and say, and they're absolutely right. Like, and, and it just creates this like, so that would be kind of like right. the cheeky, like come at me personality. You could have another person which said, people say I married a rich man to get here. Yeah. And you could have her turn around and be like, but people don't understand he married me for my money. Like, right. And so you're, you're so creating good. these scenarios that people are like, oh, boom, mic drop. I like, get it. Because yeah. also it's personality, but you're tapping into hot buttons of uh -huh. like stereotypes, hot buttons, things that people will have polarizing opinions on to help fuel comments. Too. Right. With, without being, without associating her with either one. Yeah. Like it's meant to be satirical a hundred percent controversial right. content, um, is one of the best ways. If you can find something that exactly, if you can find something that people disagree on, I, we did a video not long ago talking about Girl Scout cookies. You'd oh be boy. amazed how many people have strong opinions about Girl Scout yeah. cookies. 
<laughs> I know. Something so basic, but oh yeah, gotta yeah. support the Girl Scouts. <laughs> That's right. I told people, I was like, unpopular opinion, but I don't think they're that good. And I had all these comments of like, 100% agree. Like it's a, it's free child labor. And then I had all these other comments that were like, it's the best cookie I've ever had. How could you ever say that? Like thin mitts for the win. And it was hilarious. Oh. It was awesome. Okay. You know, what's one of the first things you said to me is you're like, you know, what's fascinating brands and business owners that don't want to go on video don't realize that they can hire someone to be the face of their brand. And you 100%. touched on that earlier in this, but I would love to lean into that because that eliminates the pressure for founders to go on camera. Because like I I get that a lot with our coaching students where I'm like, guys, you need to get on video. And they're like, well, Kirsten, right. it's easy for you because you sell information. We sell a physical product. I'm like, it's, it is pretty much the same, give or take 10%, yep. but and who the subject is in the front of the camera. So I would love 100%. to talk a little bit about um, different ways to still capture video, but not being the face of it yourself. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've got a couple options there. Yeah. I totally agree. People think uh, the brand that I worked with previously, the owners were not in any of the video content, they had no interest in being in anything. Yeah. So there's a couple options there. So you can choose to do faceless videos for your brand where you're showcasing product, you're doing voiceovers. Um, you can have someone internally do the voiceovers yep. and the video uh, content creation, or you can outsource it. Yeah. Um, that is one way. That will work. It is the least effective, in my opinion, because people love faces. They love yes. having somebody that they can relate to. So a couple options there. If you're just getting started... Start at least with somebody in your company that has a personality. Yeah. Um, don't don't take the snooze fest and unless that I mean, there's even angles you could pull from that. Um totally. I, there are some pretty boring monotone creators that I follow, but the stories they tell are very good. And so right. I go watch them. But find someone who has personality, find someone who really represents or can create a character that represents your brand. Um, mm -hmm. You could literally go to your shipping department and see if there's someone there who fits the bill. You could literally go to your um, either social media or your market, like find some, see if there's someone in your company that you could promote yeah. um, to moving into this content. That is one of the most cost-effective ways to move into it. Mm -hmm. um, and then hire somebody for the strategy. Like, yes hire somebody in to tell you where to go with that. So that's going to be most cost effective. Yeah. If you really want to lean into it, you really want to make this a critical part of your business and how you generate revenue, um, invest in either hiring some, like having a team of internal talent. We called them, we called it creating our own influencers. Yeah. We hired a team of faces to represent our brand. Um, and, I'm going to tell you, it takes a lot of time and energy and work, and you're going to go through people who work, and you're going to go through people who don't. Um, because you need people who can relate to your audience, yeah. either um, different aspects of it. So you could have multiple faces for your brand, yeah. and they each relate to a different demographic, or you can have one or two, and um, you just build your audience based on them, okay? Yeah. Uh, so that's an option. You can also hire out an agency. So there's all these like local talent agencies or uh, agencies like Kristen's. Um, Kristen does a phenomenal job of huge overall strategy and she partners with the most established and I'm mean, into just cutting edge 
marketing uh, people in her field. So she hires people. So she'll hire people for TikTok. She'll hire people for Instagram. She'll hire people um, for models and videography and whatever. Yeah. But you can hire somebody to come in and make those decisions for you. And they're like, I know we need uh, these couple people to represent our brand face. And then we need uh, people who are pushing out the content on multiple platforms. Yeah. Um, so you can literally hire out all of it yeah. for a done for you agency, or you can start small internally and go, literally go find someone who has a good personality and start putting yeah. them on your videos. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, it's, um, it's really fascinating because I've had dozens of conversations with founders in the last month where they're not so stressed about ads. They're not so stressed about website conversion rate, but where they, the pain comes from is when I'm like, well, how is your video strategy? And they're like, they know how far behind they are and they right. are like up the creek without a paddle. They have no idea how to shift their brand focus to incorporate right. video marketing because they're just, everything that worked online before was, was images, right? And right. then you right. can have UGC influencers, uh, influencer type content that goes out, but influencer marketing can be super expensive and very hit or miss. So to go and start right. creating your own content engine, whether that is through an agency or internally, it's like, you know, here we have um, inventors who came up with a really good idea for a product or sourced great products and had a really good operations background, but they're not marketers. And so they finally figured out how to hire marketing talent or to learn marketing. And now you're asking them to create a video production house. They're like, right. I have no idea, no idea. Right. So right. I would love to, you know, we, we've talked about the first part, which is, all right, you can hire someone. You can go to local universities and do a casting call to find your brand uh -huh. people. Um, yep. I've had, we had a brand we worked with um, actually do like uh, looking for male models on Craigslist. It's a little sketchy, but he ended up getting <laughs> great looking models to help come and rep his brand for photo shoots. Right. Um, there might be someone in house. So like the, the first step is like, all right, you got to find your person that is going to represent your brand. The next right. step is actually getting that content produced and knowing what is going to work. Um, so with the, the e-commerce brand that you started with from really the mm -hmm. ground up, um, did you do all of the content in-house? Yep. Awesome. Every single bit of it. We, they did a phenomenal job investing heavily internally okay. in cool. content creation. So here, here's what I like about that, that, yep. and then hiring an agency. Here's the two perks. Okay. Yep. Obviously you're going to have the most control internally. Mm -hmm. Like if they're your employees, you are going to have the most control internally. You are going to have the most say, okay? Yep. Here's the drawback of that. You have the most control, which means if you are capping what your company can do, you're the top, like law of the lid. Yep, like yep, if yep. your marketing strategy is capped out and you're the one designating, again, that's why even if you have an internal team, I think it's super important to hire in a strategist. And let the strategist do their thing. If you're not ready to let go of control, obviously there's things like if it's going to affect your brand and how you represent it, hundred percent, like totally. say your piece. Yeah. But if you're going to hold control and not let something wrong, social media and video marketing is the long game. Yeah. If you're looking for a two, three month turnaround of I put X in, I get double back. 
you're not going to find that in video content strategy. Um, your video content strategy is meant to set you apart six months, uh, eight months, one year, two years from now, you have hundreds of video pieces on the internet selling your brand, selling your products, positioning you as the leading product producer of X in this industry. Um, And so a lot of times the issue I see running into it with internal teams is they don't think the long game. They think X in, Y out, and that comes from Facebook ads. Like Facebook ads spoiled us for a long time. Yeah, and they did. But now brands are like, I spoke to a founder last night and she's like, ads used to work for us. Now they're not, they're too expensive. I can't scale my company and we're trying all these other things, but they're not working. And so this founder is someone who is literally trying something for a week, it not getting effort when not getting the results and then moving on to the next thing, which means you're not actually ever going to figure out what will work for you because you have to double down. Right. Exactly like you said, with TikTok, TikTok is not just TikTok. Like if if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't want to be on TikTok, that's fine. But with Instagram moving toward more of a reels forward uh, thing moving forward, with video content becoming your best way to decrease your ad costs, with YouTube shorts becoming more prominent as a search engine for helping people find your content, and with Pinterest idea pins another way for your thing to get discovered. So this is not a conversation about is TikTok right for you? It's about getting on board with video content to be able to outperform six months from now. But it's something that you've got to start now because it's going to take you likely six months to start to figure out what will what will begin to work. 100%. When we started working in Facebook Lives, yeah. um, we... So with this one brand, when we started working in Facebook Lives, those the goal was obviously sales. Like we wanted to go live, pitch a product, sell the product. Yes. The the whole goal of business, make money. Mm -hmm. And so we started doing those videos and they didn't really do anything. Like one of the first lives we did, did 50 bucks. And we like made fun of people like, you know, like, Oh, we did 50 bucks. Okay. Later down the road, one year later, two years later, a live could produce $5,000. It -hmm. could produce $8,000. It could produce $12,000. It could, whatever it wound up being. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we had quit in the beginning, uh, we would have only ever seen 50 bucks, 12 bucks, yeah. 120 bucks. Like you had to build the brand and video, like, cause it was video. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the first big pushes into video content creation was lives. They were pushed everywhere. Yeah. Um, and it, and it helps you like build those personal relationships with customers. But I will say this just cause you touched earlier, like people yeah. are like, I don't know if I want to be on TikTok. If you are not on TikTok and you believe that it is a silly dance app, that is not what TikTok is. Like you really need to do some research. Um, TikTok is going for YouTube is what TikTok is doing. Uh, They have one minute videos or 15 seconds, one minute, three minute. They're rolling out 10 minute videos. And I have been crazy. Yes. Like I spend so much time on TikTok. I had to set a time limit for myself on TikTok. And a lot of the people I watch on TikTok are educators. Yes. Like it's, it's my new YouTube. I will Mm -hmm. literally go search in TikTok for a topic to get starting points. And then I will go to Google and research those starting points. Yeah. Like it's amazing. It is a phenomenal place to get your products out there. Yeah. 
and oh, I feel like we should have covered that in the beginning of this video, but it's, it's just so true. And we can talk for hours about best practices and, you know, scripting out your first 30 videos and there's so much we can do, but, um, in the interest of time, guys, if you want to follow up to any of those points, just let me know in the comments below, uh, to vote for Rebecca to come back. But, um, I would love to know what is one piece of advice that you would like to give a, a brand that maybe has, has hit the seven figure mark and they haven't started on video yet. And they now want to get on video. What is one piece of advice you'd give them? Start. One word and simple. Now. I mean, literally, yes. if that looks like getting someone in your company to start putting videos out just so you can start getting data points, do it. Um, literally, this is something, if you take it seriously now, in three years, you are going to be light years ahead of your competitors because you took it seriously from the get-go mm -hmm. and they didn't. Um, so that would be my one piece at start, um, find somebody who knows what they're doing, hire someone who's a strategist, hire someone who has grown on TikTok and understands the platform. Yeah. Um, uh, common misconception. People think that if you're a social media marketer, then you understand TikTok. There are a lot of social media marketers who are fantastic at Facebook. They're fantastic at Instagram. Um, but reels and TikTok strategy is a whole new ball game. Short form video is a whole new animal. So yeah. find someone who knows it. Find a Chris, find a Kirsten. <laughs> almost, I yeah. almost or Rebecca. Kirsten. <laughs> no. Yeah. Find, Kirsten, find a Kirsten, find a Rebecca, yeah. find someone who understands the platform. Yeah. And it's funny because like um, Rebecca and I met and now we're going to be partnering up on a few projects because where I have a lot of experience on scripting long form videos for like product commercials and I'm just learning the yeah. TikTok side. So with my 600 followers, I don't think I am qualified to be a TikTok expert. So what I do in this case is whenever we have an established brand that we are putting in a quote for or working with um, that wants to get on the TikTok train, we bring in Rebecca to actually help either with the TikTok strategy for um, customized scripts and a plan for 30 days, or we actually partner up on creating that video content for brands as well. So yeah. very, very pumped. Uh, cause I think this is, this is the future and I cannot stress enough that, um, guys, you got to get over yourself and you just got to rip off the bandaid and do it. Yeah. And you're going to be bad at it when you start, unless you start with oh. a pro, but you're going to be bad at it when you start and just start bad and go from there. <laughs> cause it can't get worse. Right. Right. If you have no presence, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So awesome. And then, um, is there my last, uh, Two questions. Uh, number one, is there anything that I should have asked you today that I haven't? Hmm. I mean, I really just go back to the, I, I'll, I've touched this. I'm going to touch it again because I do think it is so important. If you start, don't worry about it being perfect. The biggest difference between TikTok short form and everything you've seen before is like authentic, raw content is what makes it. Mm -hmm. Um, don't overproduce it. I, I would say that's, I, I know we talked about that quite a bit, but yeah. really like that is the platform, like authentic people. Yeah. hundred percent. I love that. Awesome. And if anyone would like more information about working with you either on the TikTok side or other things, where can they find you? hundred percent. So you can find me on TikTok or Instagram under Rebecca rain, um, Rebecca underscore rain, R E B E 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll put it below. It's spelled weird. Um, and then ReynoldsMediaMarketing.com is my website. Love it. And um, yeah. guys, uh, give Rebecca a huge thank you for coming out and sharing her um, wisdom and stuff. I feel super awkward today and I love it. It's great. TikTok has made me like a lot more authentic and not care really how I come off on camera. So this is so good. So good. yeah, we're riding the full wave of, of authenticity. We are both in our authentic selves. <laughs> authentic selves. Anyway, guys, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for watching. Um, if you enjoyed this video, be sure to give it a big thumbs up and thank Rebecca in the comments. And apart from that, uh, be sure to watch our next video and hit subscribe because we release regular content like this to help you scale your e-commerce brand and get an edge over the competition. All right, guys, take care. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit subscribe on your mobile device. And for more resources and information on how you can launch and scale your e-commerce business online, be sure to go to launchandscale.co. And we've also got a ton of free actionable content available on TikTok and YouTube. Just be sure to go to either platform, search for Kirsten, my name, K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N. Apart from that, we'll see you in the next episode. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launchpad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step -step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.